Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. <laughs> y'all already know the vibes, man. Y'all already know the vibes. It's the Unpopped Opinion Podcast. Hope y'all enjoy y'all time here. Y'all already know the vibes. I'm your host, Grand Hefe, joined by my co-host, Dino the Don. What's going on with you, bro? Y'all thought, you know what it is. As promised, as promised, uh, interview today with Polly Nubian, uh, TikTok sensation. We, we, we got a lot of questions for her today. So as promised, let's go ahead and welcome Miss Polly Nubian to the stream. What's going on? How you doing? I'm good, bruh. How are you? We all good. Can, can, can you, you hear us? Oh, okay, yes. we're good now. We're good now. How you doing? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Appreciate you for joining the show. It's because when I first came on, I didn't even hear you in the, I, I couldn't even hear you. Oh, I was over here like this. Oh, <laughs> oh that's probably why. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> How you doing though? Thank you for joining the show. I appreciate you for taking well, time. Thank out you of for having Friday. me, guys. Hey, hey, listen. This, this is this is more of an honor for us. Want to thank you for coming on to the Unpop Opinion Podcast Show. We got a lot in store for you guys today. Um, so let's go ahead and get started though. Without further ado, um, explain to the people who is who is Polly Nubian. You know, you would, uh, you would who is she? You would hit me with that. Okay, I would. I got to. <laughs> I got okay. to. So Polly Nubian, let's just start with the name. Polly Nubian, I came up with that when I started to really try to find my way in social media. Um, I'm of mixed heritage, I'm black and Samoan. And I didn't wanna, I don't know, be cliche. You know how some people, they, they like, they gotta do too much to kind of express who they are. I just wanted to put like, okay, I'm Polynesian, but I'm black as well. So I came up with, Poly for the Polynesian part and Nubian for the black part. And I just threw it together and it was like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And then it became a persona I found out after a while because I just kind of do my own thing. Um, that's who I am. I'm kind of like a, a popular loner, if you would call it that. So when I did Polynubian, I didn't expect anybody to kind of take notice. It was just kind of like, I wanted to be unique. I wanted to, when I searched in any social media, you put in Polynubian, there's only going to be one. Yeah. So, there's only one of me. So I wanted to express that on social media. And then as I started to feel like the footing, I was like, you know what? Throughout my life, I've always been myself. And people gravitate to that. 
they take what they get from it and then they kind of move on. Like I'm a seasonal person. I don't get, I don't get butt hurt if friendships end and associations end because life is constantly changing. And I feel like Polynubian is that like, you can't really put me in a box. Like you can't expect just one thing from me. Like, obviously I'm a tomboy, but sometimes I come out and I surprise people when I dress up and they're like, oh, shh, Matt, like she could, she could, she clean up well. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I could, I could do, I could do what it do, babe. You know what I'm saying? You make so, it do what it do, babe. <laughs> and then, you know, um, people in real life, of course, if you only know me, um, if you only know me through social media, I guess in your mind, they're like, oh, dang, she's just like goofy and, and, and just out there. And if you know me in real life, you know, like, if I don't know you, I'm like real standoff. It's like. Facts. Big um, facts. Yeah. And so when people get to know me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so nice. And you're so funny. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So, all I have to say is with Polynubian, you can't put me in the box. And I like that. Um, this is a really hard question because, you know, I don't want to like, oh, I'm this and I'm that. Yeah. I'm just, you don't want to come on here and act like you just, what? you know, yeah. big time, but you don't want to yeah, under, no. undersell yourself either. You never want to undersell yourself. Yeah, and I have you got habit of that. Polynubian does undersell herself a lot. She now. does. She does do that <laughs> a lot. I know that from experience. Uh, Dano, what you got for her, bro? All right. Well, well, since you're mixed uh, with this whole Black Lives Matter thing going on, what what is your opinion on race, race things going on in society right now, I guess? What do you feel <clears throat> about Black Lives Matter and things like that? I, um, that's that one is I wouldn't say it's a tough question to answer, but it, I feel like sometimes Black Lives Matter puts mixed people of mixed race that are mixed with black kind of puts them in a spot sometimes with some of the agendas because black lives matter is so broad and i feel like it's not it's not i guess it's not pushed by one agenda it's you know it's a bunch of black people in the black community and they all have different views and sometimes they make you feel like you got to choose when i am a black i am a black woman i do identify as a black woman but sometimes I feel like it's harder to be American and black than it is to be mixed with black, honestly. Um, once Black Lives Matter starts like making me feel like I have to choose my blackness over everything else that I am, that's where I have an issue because I just want everybody to love everybody, you know? But what I do want is I do want people to recognize the struggles and the and the discrimination and all that and the abuse that black people do go through like when people brush it off that aren't black i just that i'm offended and i and i'm not offended easily but i am offended when people try to speak and they have no idea but then also people have no idea what it's like to be mixed so i feel sometimes offended by black people when they like for real i'm like yo i have a whole appearance that's like you know what I'm saying? I have a whole yeah. side of my family that's not black. So, and not everybody that's not black. Does, do you believe there's like a a colorism type of racism in the black community in itself? Oh, for sure. For sure. Color, 
colorism is definitely a big thing. Go ahead, though. <laughs> yes, and, and you know what's crazy is I feel like I I am a light skinned black woman, and but my whole life I've been like drawn to darker skin, like wanting that, feeling the pride of that, and like uplifting my my friends and my family that are darker than me. Like, bro, embrace that because I'm I'm low key jealous. You know what I'm saying? But I shouldn't be jealous because all melanin, every shade is beautiful and it's just as valid as the next. But yeah, there's some definite colorism. I It makes me not say things like, I don't ever say things to my kids or anybody else. Like, you know, you're gonna get dark being out in the sun. You gonna, like our skin was made to absorb the sun mm-hmm. and, and benefit off of that. You know, black people get their power from the sun. So they need to go out in the thing. Yeah. Um... Go ahead, Dano. I was going to say, though, I think you had a really good point uh, about what Black Lives Matter, the organization, tries to make you feel. Because it ain't really, you know, the the masses of the Black people that we know, like me or you or Dano. It, it, ain't, it ain't like us. It's the masses that get on the Internet and think that they that they somehow is more Blacker than, 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 than the next. And it's like, like shut up, bro. They hate us all, so it's it's not like it matters. And I know Dano especially because Dano obviously is a mix. His mom is white and his dad is black, so obviously. I just want to ask you, Dano. Like, how do you feel about it? Because you know, I'm mixed with something that isn't white, but it's not black yeah. nonetheless. But I feel like there's a tier with black people. The black people that want to make you feel like you have to choose. I feel like there's a mm-hmm. tier. Okay, you're not mixed with blue, you're not mixed with white, but still, it's not black. And mm-hmm. it's like, I know, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's actually a real good question. And when I think about race today, I think about the fact like being my mom being white, I have to think of what kind of white is she. And since she's Irish. They were slaves too, so it's kind of yeah. cool. And then since she's Indian too, it's like, well, they were they were fucked up too. But it, it's like you still have to level with, oh, I'm not evil because I'm not that type of white. And yeah. uh, in this world, it's kind of sad we have to feel that way. And I could only imagine what like full white people feel because I know me being black and and white, I already feel like I could feel that there's that separation. And being mm-hmm. black and white, you kind of get stuck in the middle of a situation where you're not black enough or you're not white enough when you're young i would say because everybody's trying to group themselves with other people and you kind of get stuck in a place where you're by yourself at the end i feel like but yeah that's that's from that's from childhood when you grow older people actually grow to love each other and look past that so i don't think it's that bad as you get older yeah i don't think so either but I just, I hate the compare, I think comparison and comparison is so big in the black community. It's like, who suffers more? Yeah. yeah, uh Because if you don't suffer as much as I do, I don't want to hear nothing. Your your opinion, your views aren't valid because you're not me. Because you ain't from the trenches, as they say. But and then that, that goes back into, I feel like there's this big victim, we're in this victim state in this day and age where everyone wants the victim card. Like if I'm if I'm black, I need this victim card. If I'm gay and black, I need two victim cards. If I'm if I'm gay, black, yeah. single It's parent, like you get a point for everything, huh? 
there's a system for that. I forget what it's called, but there is like, um, so like, uh, I guess the discrimination level, um, if you were a black man is not as high as if you were a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. But if you are a black man who is gay, your discrimination- It boosts you in another level, huh? Yes, but then if you're a black <laughs> woman that is gay, then your discrimination is But Yeah, and that's the problem. I feel like we're taught to be victims, but you don't win being a victim. I feel like at the end of the day, when you portray that being a victim is the big thing, you're stuck. And that's because victims, a, victims always feel that. sorry for themselves. Victims always feel sorry for themselves, and they never go get it. Everything is, is an exactly. excuse on why they can't do something. Uh, but switching, switching real quick, uh, Miss Polly Nubian with her thirty. Wait, 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 wait. One more question. One more question. One go more ahead. Question. Go ahead, Dano the Don. I got you. Going back to uh, because I want to go back to TikTok since you're obviously on TikTok. Uh, because I'm an artist, I can, and this kind of makes me think of racism in a different way. Uh, looking at the people who watch and like your stuff, do you see it's a real mixed uh, group of people, or do you see it favors one or the other? Because with my fan base, I would say it's everybody. So that kind of teaches me that racism isn't such a big thing. I don't know. I kind of want your opinion on that. Lil Wayne also kind of said the same thing, where when he looks in his crowd, he sees a lot of white people sometimes. So he, mm-hmm. he also feels like racism through entertainment can show that it's not as prevalent as people are saying. I guess if you understand my question. No, I understand. Um, I would have to say it's a mix. Like it's a mixed following base. Um, It surprises me though, when I see like, you know, a lot of comments or a lot of feedback from people that aren't black, because I honestly thought I was only gonna have like either black or Polynesian followers because that's what I am. And a lot of my humor is get, like lean towards black humor, black movies. Um, <clears throat> so I thought that that's what it was gonna be. But then also I I have a quirky type of humor. So, you know, I have my couple of Jim Carrey's up there and things like that. And it increased my following a lot, just sometimes having dry humor up there. Um, but I agree with you and Luana. I really feel like because I feel like if people were able to afford to travel more and be around other cultures and other people, racism would disappear. Because when you're just stuck in your like a fishbowl, like a fish tank, when you're stuck there and you're only seeing out from the point of view of like the people you grew up with, your community and stuff, that's all you're going to know. And you're going to take the word of mouth of these people and these, you know, this community. But when you get out there and you're around people and you see and you feel like the energy and you feel like the love and you feel just newness, you start to, you know, it starts to chip away at your spirit because we're not supposed to be this way. We're not supposed to be like cut off and, and, and prejudiced and everything like that because we're human and we're made to love each other. So I feel like when people go and they immerse themselves in other people's environment and other people's culture and they understand and they see why people might be the way they are, then they learn to understand and from understanding comes love. And I feel like so many things are cut off, like the way that schools are done, like by districts and by, um, you know, stuff like that. You're, you're making borders so people can stay separated, you know? 
and then making travel so expensive that people can't leave their own country, making passports so expensive, you know, stuff like that. People are never going to understand what they don't know, what they don't see. And sometimes people just like they, they just don't get it seeing because you can, you can see videos of that. You can see videos of the projects. You can see videos of third world countries That's, that that don't hit people sometimes. You know, sometimes you got to be out there and see it just like people that don't understand um, soldiers and, and military personnel that come back with PTSD after seeing what they see. They're like, oh, he got PTSD. Like, have you seen somebody get blown up? <laughs> children die from bombings have you seen that no you have it so until you're there until you feel it you're not going to understand and i just feel like the world don't understand each other because there's so many reasons why we don't understand each other i mean i i get what both of y'all are saying and and i i most definitely agree that entertainment allows you to have um what is called i would say um, a mix, a mix or a diverse um, group of fans. But I also think back what uh, Charles Barkley said like two weeks ago. Um, and that was he wished that, and he was just talking about white people. He wished that white people would treat all black people the same, whether they're, you know, famous or not. Because we we clearly know there's a difference between the famous black person and just the regular old black person that's not to say lebron james and shaq and charles and them don't get discriminated against but what but they're least likely to get to be discriminated against because they play a sport for a particular team right. you know utah is one of is known to be one of the most racist fans in america but you don't think they'd be out there cheering on donovan mitchell he he darker than me why? Because when when but when, when you're when, an artist, bro, you're individual. People no, but it's it's about. not it's no different though, bro. It's it's no different because your music can speak to anybody. Like, because or, if or, you're or like you're, somebody can you're relate a to that. Fan, it would be it would be it would be hard to to say that you're racist in a little Wayne fan because he's a black dude with dreads. Why? And, and why wouldn't it? How you can just like his music but not be the person? Like like. There, there, there's know, people that, that probably say, listen to Lil Wayne, say, would assume, but a, but a, would, but a criticize you or call you something I assume, else. I would assume. Yeah, that, this is just what I would assume. I feel like this is the thing. Following or not, I I agree with Billy. I feel like their fandom only it only goes to a certain extent. Like I I only I only fuck with your product. I only fuck with your exactly. Channel. Exactly, and that's how fans is. And and that's and my thing is, and that's how I take it. Oh, you're following me? That's cool. But can I count on you to, you know, endorse something that goes against racism or speak out, use your platform if you're a big-time follower or a big-time fan? You know what I'm saying? No, I don't expect that from people that are, it's, you know. But in the, it's because the Lil same, Wayne even says the, the argue, same thing. I can He's argue, my favorite artist. Go ahead. The people who we're close to wouldn't endorse our stuff more than a stranger would. I could I could argue that some some white guy some far away away if he checks out my stuff and he likes it he'll share it before my friend does, and that's that's, that's a possibility. But that. but I was just talking about in the realm of because you you are a creator or you are an artist an entertainer of some sort because you have mixed fans that doesn't mean that 
racism is not there. That just means they could really but mess I, with I, your I content, but not like the person you are. So that's what I'm I can saying. agree with that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and so... I feel like if they're <clears throat> benefiting from you in in any way, like if if they're like you said a Utah fan, if they are, I'm a Cleveland Brown fan, and that's yeah. mostly white people. I'll tell you right yeah. now. There is major ninety percent white fans, and the stuff that you hear and see in these groups that I'm in, you can tell what kind of people they are and when they was raised in the type of the generation that they was brought up in. But you don't think that they out there cheering on Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry yeah, and, and Greedy Williams every every Sunday? Nick Chubb, the exception. Sports is different. Sports is different. So. Sports is different. Much, but very much so for for sports, I would say so. Even when it comes to. Uh, boxers and things of that nature just because someone is from somewhere and i guess when you think of it that way it could trickle down to other things it could represent them because oh i'm from there too so i represent him because of that but i think more so than not it shows like back in the day they didn't even want to like black uh black actors so they had people do blackface and shit so no, i get it no, i get I, what like, you're saying that in itself it shows where we've we've come I don't know. But imagine how many racist white people that'll call you a, a nigger, N-I-G-G-E-R, like actually trying to insult you, but listen to rap music. How many of them do you think it is? So that's what I'm saying. It's really not, not I a don't difference know, because, when you think about it. Every racist I've come across, I've, I've, I've first noticed them because I'm bumping my music and they call it N-word music or something. So I no, wouldn't imagine. No, 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 no. But I'm talking, I'm talking different. You know what I'm talking but about? But I'm talking difference but there is of probably racist people content. who listen to rap. But I sure. assume that those be the ones who listen to Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do my dog like that, bro. Nope. Don't do my dog. <laughs> but um, another question for you, That's though, Miss 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 Polly Noob. Yeah, he 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 trying to get me started here talking about my dog M like that. But um, another question for you. Um, since you've been on TikTok, you know, I know you was a late bloomer to TikTok because you were, you were on another endeavor um, in the beginning of, of the year. So you kind of got onto TikTok around like February, March. And when everybody else did during the quarantine. Yeah. So, so, so the fact that you blew up that fast, did you, did you like ever see that coming or, and have you, what have you learned from this? You know, as 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 far as getting getting bigger followings, like is any deals or any advice come from from any celebrities or semi celebrities from this? Well, okay, so I listen to Gary Vee a lot, um, the entrepreneur Gary Vee, and what I learned from TikTok is when you are pursuing this anything with social media, anything that requires views or likes or whatever, like you can't get caught up in that because then it starts to fuck with your your mental and how your creative goes and i kind of let it get to me honestly when i first started tiktok it was to pass time you know and i was like oh you know let's see how i let's see how i can do this you know make myself laugh make my kids laugh because nobody was following me except my family so <laughs> um when i had my first big um video which was a rush hour three um clip uh -huh. it was funny because i actually didn't think too hard on that one i was just like you know what i ain't got nothing to do it's late that's how like, it'll be the the natural <laughs> one the natural yeah one. So i was like oh. i'm gonna just i'm gonna just get uh -huh. on 
and do this, be stupid, whatever. And it blew up. And I honestly, I just was surprised. And it kind of gave me a little boost. Like, you know, you might actually be on to something here. And so that kind of got my, 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 my wheels turning. And then when I posted it on Instagram and got um, some encouragement from actually Jeremy Piven, who was a character in that scene, in that movie. And he was like, wow, you know, you did great. I, it kind of gave me some confidence. And then not only that, I had a, a Martin um, clip and mm-hmm. he commented on it. And <laughs> I just was surprised that, you know, I had phase on love. Someone like Tisha Campbell, like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was nice to have those, you know, know that people noticed. Um, but TikTok is a it's a beast and it will <laughs> live if you let it. Um, I let it get to my mental um around the time that uh George Floyd had been murdered and Breonna Taylor had been murdered. My views when I went on there to use my platform, which is TikTok, um, mm-hmm. to bring awareness to like, you know hey you know these things are going on and yes we're laughing and we're and we're and we're entertaining ourselves through social media but i also want you to know that even though i am this person and i am this character that you guys follow and you look for to laugh i am also a black person so i put up these videos asking for black owned businesses and um also um using clips and you know to state how society is is handling these situations. And when I tell you I have 30,000 followers and I barely got a, a thousand views on those videos, TikTok knows what it's doing. But see, and that's another thing what I was talking last segment, you know, about how they could like your content personally, no matter what it is you do, whether you're a rapper, a ball player, a music artist, doesn't matter. But as soon as you do something that I don't like, which mm-hmm. is typically anything that's supporting your people. Right. I'm out. It, it, like, like, yeah, so you, was, I can be a fan of what you're doing. The moment you do that, done. But it was the app this time. It wasn't my followers. Because my thing is, if if I have 30,000 followers, that means that without a doubt, I'm on their following page. Not their For You page, which is a For You page is like an explore page on, on Instagram for TikTok. Uh-huh. It, it trickles in content that, like, based off of your likes and based off of your views, TikTok thinks that you want to see. But your following is who you're following. Why I have 30,000 followers and I'm only getting about 1,500 views on a video doesn't make sense to me because that video should be at least trickling down on 30,000 phones. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you're saying basically they're doing you like like that, like they're doing Dan the Don on YouTube. Because I know he wanted to say, look at him, look at him. He's up there does that. TikTok <laughs> does that. And then the videos that I have absolutely no intent for them to, like, it's just something to show that I'm putting out content. Mm-hmm. 4,000 views in one day. Like, what is going on? And what's crazy is the other thing about TikTok, which I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok, is that I put out, I like to put out quality things. I, I will record something over and over again with the right mannerisms, whatever, because I don't want it to be trash, you know? Uh-huh. And it'll get a decent amount of views, but let somebody that has about 6 million 
followers do it and do it horribly. Views, likes, like this. Like, I just don't get it. I don't that's, get it. That's that social media way of doing things. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Because I feel like I'm probably paying podcasts, one of the best podcasts out there. I mean, but, <laughs> just, you know, just, no, just, no, we are, you know, <laughs> we still on the bottom, but hey, that's that, that's that grind season. That's all that is. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 it is crazy. I see that all the time, but, but it just is because crazy. you like an entertainer, they views go up on a video that ain't even that funny. It's like, okay, but I guess because you got, I don't, I don't know your following, they just like it for, for whatever. I mean, I yeah. get it. That's part of being a fan. You know, we talked about that last week as well when we was talking. Eminem and MGK, you know, they're, they're your fans for a reason because they're going to ride or die for whatever. But I see some trash shit out there all the time. And that's just, I don't know. Dana, what you got do for you, me? Do you, do you see any uh, financial gain from TikTok? And if you don't, do you, is there any ways you're thinking of manipulating the system so you can get, get a little <laughs> paper from it? Uh, yes. I thought about that the other day. So, um, I think that the the easiest way I would try to monetize off of TikTok would probably be to use products that I know they'll end up either sponsoring me or cutting me a check. And what sucks about that is I'm not a big brand. Like, I'm not a brand whore. I'm not like a, you know, I die and live by this stuff. And since, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement try to put money into black owned businesses. That's more of what I do now. Like my skincare, my, shoot, my skincare, that's I'm so simple that it's like, really, like my skincare, my hair is all pretty much black owned products that I put in my hair, put on my skin. So trying so to- So are you saying that you're, so you're switching content, like you're, you're switching up your content to go from more no. funny to, okay, no. so you're still gonna be doing yeah. What you do, but we're adding that as like a yeah. But what I'm supplement. saying is trying to monetize off of it. I'm going to I'm going to start you know purchasing brands that I know are big and they can afford to cut a check. And if I'm having followers, you know, I suggest I suggest you you go the other route because the problem with trying to go big is you got to be bigger. The smaller brand try to get local brands, and then they'll they'll cut you checks and those oh, little well, checks. I do that already, but you know, I don't I don't get cut oh, well. checks. Get free 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 merch. <laughs> hey, no, <laughs> wait, but that's how it starts, though, right? Just show that yeah. you be with those adverts or whatever. But uh, do you are you thinking about going to YouTube or any other streaming source or something like that? Okay, and this is where probably Nubian undersells herself. I am. Grand Heaven can tell you, I I don't think I'm that interesting to go on YouTube. So that's why I've been avoiding it for like five years. And I don't think she realized how many uninterested females is on YouTube right now. At the end that's of literally the eating all Bro, of, off of doing nothing. Like, Even I'm more serious. Than, like, all you would have ahead, to Dana. do, all, what I recommend, what I would recommend, I guess, Dano advice. What I would recommend mm -hmm. is... uh. Just they don't go, give good go, advice. I can't lie. Throw one up. Get your your highest highest liked videos. Throw a little compilation in there. Just throw like three compilations on that channel. See if it okay. pushes it up, and see see what it do. Maybe people want to get more uh, IRL type of content. You never know. But with Maybe. TikTok, listen, being on I've been the telling her of, of canceling. I don't know. 
I've been telling her for hmm, three, four years for sure now that she needs to get on YouTube. I, I'm telling you, I see girls all the time on YouTube. They're not, they're not talented. Yeah, but do they, like, okay. they have, they okay. have nothing going on? The only do difference they, is they can they get on ass? camera, huh? Do they show ass? But that's what I'm saying. But you don't have to do that. They, but not a lot of them do that. They just get on camera with a whole bunch of makeup, and 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 it's like people watch it. It's like being <laughs> being a woman creator in this generation. Do the same like thing. Gold. There's family content. Like me and my family are about to start a channel too. Like if you go to my channel, you'll even see. Uh, we did a. We went and gave homeless people food. We made like uh, sandwiches and shit. Went and went to the Dollar Tree, bought a whole bunch of food. Make a whole family channel or something. There's so many ways you can make content. Don't look at the devil side where the girls are shaking booty and all that because yeah, that's that no. Nah, but I'm saying, but I'm, but I'm not saying that's what she have to do. Like I talk to her pretty regularly. Like, like, like this is my best friend here. So it's not like you know this is just somebody that I oh I found on TikTok like. She's she's my best friend, and she yeah. just happened to be popping on TikTok as well. But you know, man, listen, bro. She she has talent as far as doing skits. Like you don't re like that's how all all of these Instagram comedians get on Desi Banks and Kev on stage and and uh, Ryan Date. Like that's what they do. They just do skits, and it's like oh, I see so many people. I just not to mention she knows sports. It's like so much stuff that she can do. But like she said, she undersells herself, and that—that's what the, always the way the way I look at it. If you have thirty thousand followers on uh, TikTok, on, on TikTok, if you could just bring a thousand of those people to YouTube, you can already get paid. All you need is a thousand thousand for YouTube. It's a um, thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time, which is nothing. That's that's easy. The hardest it's part is getting is getting the subscribers. It seems like the watch time is easy because there's gonna be plenty of people just I've watching your videos that's time. not subscribed. You know, so it it the the the, the hardest part is getting the subscribers. So you want to you want to monetize you you want to set yourself up. Well, I got this over here. All right, so let's say I got four thousand on on Instagram, then I got another thirty thousand on on TikTok. Well, I should be able to get at least a thousand fifteen hundred to come over on YouTube. And you don't to get even me started. need to make new content at first all you got to do is put you your don't just post your, your content up get people interested in you and then you'll see in the comments kind of what people are interested they'll be like oh your kids are so cute blah 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 oh and they'll start asking a whole bunch of random shit and then you see what they into and then you get to use that to manipulate the game and you could even just go on your tiktok after you create that youtube and use the green screen back and, and just do a little some dumb shit in front of it and get your followers to go directly to it. Because it's, once it's you so have the following, once you got the following, your 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 following is gonna tell you what they like. <laughs> they gonna hey do this, do that. They gonna want to see you. You know, oh, I want to see you do this prank. Oh, go go do this over here. Go do this IRL this. And so do the same type of content you yeah. do on TikTok. Just put on it into YouTube. compilations. And, exactly. And, and then you can even make longer videos. It would be interesting, more interesting. Be, be very know. interesting. Ne ne I'm next, next question. I'm done with Grace. Next, <laughs> next question. Uh, who, who actually got, who actually got you into, into, to, to comedy? Like, who is some of your favorite, favorite comedians, mm. male or female? Like, uh, okay, who is like your go-to's? Like, this is, this is, this is really why I started doing this. Um. 
So when I was, I, I'd have to say when I was about five, uh, my parents used to watch In Living Color. And that was like my favorite show. Jamie Foxx, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, Tommy Davidson. Like seeing these people change their character every like episode, every skit, and just being funny. And at five, well, I know about adult comedy, but I but it made me laugh. And just they were so like physical and their mannerisms, and I was just like, that shit is so funny to me. And then fast forward two years seven don't judge my parents um i'm watching martin martin is like and he was like in living color in one person like he had shanana he had his mama he had jerome he had uh jerome is my favorite character <laughs> he had roscoe he had he had the the um security officer he had bro man you know yeah. like <laughs> you know, and i was just like this is this is this is what I want to do, and I would, I would, I would watch Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura. I would watch um, The Mask, and I was that kid that would like, I would apply that to life. Then I watched Friday, and Chris Tucker yeah. brought a whole like it was just these. And then let's not talk about Will Smith, like just, <laughs> just. And then I saw Will Smith, and I started studying him, like middle school, like you know that's when like. Right before I got to middle school, that's when he just started taking off. Like he was like frontlining major movies and he was showing us that he wasn't just Fresh Prince, like he could do serious shit. And then that's when I was like, damn, I want to do serious shit too. Like I literally wanted to be like Martin, Jamie and Will all in one sprinkled with some Jim Carrey. That's what I wanted to be like the female form of that. And like, I just, and that's how I, that's, that's how I, Cause I didn't make a lot of friends growing up. I was too boyish and I was too weird. Like I just, <laughs> you know, I was that kid in the bathroom, like doing talk to myself, <laughs> and stuff, and then you know, reminding my parents, like you remember this, and I would do a scene over, and it was just too much. And then it it became who I was. I was class clown like two years in a row in high school, which to my parents that wasn't great, but yeah. That's who I was, and that's just how I, you know, that's kind of how I share my joy with people around me that I love. So I don't know. It just makes like laughter is that's my free therapy because you know I a nigga can't afford therapy. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's expensive. Yeah, it's Thank expensive. You know, God for the military. <laughs> <laughs> but that those things molded me, and then my family like. My mom is is hilarious. Like if y'all know Polly, that's literally I'm literally a refined form of my mother. Like yes. it, it she is literally who I who, who I am. But but I'm better. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> but but I'm better. <laughs> but I'm better. <laughs> but so, better. Um, yeah, she she also helped you know with my sense of humor because I feel like if she was a regular a typical what everybody says a mother should be, I wouldn't be how I am. Because my mom, she don't play no games. She don't play no games. She's rough. She's blunt. She's yes. sarcastic. And I feel like if she was none of that, I would not be as witty or funny or 
tough or anything like that or like adaptable and flexible like I am now because you, you know I got mother dearest in there so you know you know that's that's really what it is and then just just life like life life has made me funny like I literally have to laugh at some of the shit that has happened to me like you know what else is there to do because I ain't yeah sometimes like, that's all you can do I ain't no punk you know what I'm saying so <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can do is, is is laugh at it. Uh make sure uh thank you guys for tuning into the stream that's that's in here. Uh make sure you guys like the stream, share the stream, appreciate you guys. Uh Dano, what you got? Uh well, with all that being said, uh what is what is the TikTok cancellation? How does that affect you personally? Um, personally, I feel like it would make things a little bit harder to figure out how to make, but now that I know how easy it is to one, make these videos, even with the TikTok, TikTok app, there's a lot of apps that, you know, you might have to take more steps, but it was really a tutorial on how to do things for some people that like myself, that didn't know how to do this before. Um, but I, honestly, the TikTok cancellation doesn't, even with my following, I'm not like, oh, you know, life is over. Just start over again. Because my thing is, if I did it once and I did it on TikTok's terms, I could do it on my terms. I just need to, I need to really believe in this energy that I'm trying to, you know. like I Well, you know, it. Instagram got that Instagram real thing that they just started. But I think this is, this should be another opportunity and another um, way for you to go on YouTube. I mean, this is, this is like the setup. Like, I mean, yeah. I do believe that TikTok will be bought by somebody within the U.S. I know Trump said he he gives uh, 45 days or something like that for them to sell it to an American company. I heard Microsoft was trying to buy it. And if Microsoft is throwing money at you, you probably got you're probably going to take that. Yeah. Um, so um, I think I think TikTok will stay. But I, but I, I just think this is another way for you to the 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 move an avenue towards something else. I mean, you got um streaming ass like twitch that'd be good you just sit in here you can react to music you can react to to comedy you can react to whatever you want on twitch you can stay as long as you want uh youtube the same way so um i think i think this is this should this should help you um with tiktok with, with, with all that um but uh let's move on to something serious real quick um we all know brianna taylor's um killers is still is still free vacationing you know, go ahead. I don't even need to go ahead then. Go ahead with the go ahead. I just <laughs> oh the priorities of this country. Um I don't know. I just feel like it's, a, it's just a strong slap in the face to the to the black community and to justice, just period. Like like how like how often do we have to say this? How many petitions need to be signed? How much mm -hmm. you know social media needs to be not, put out there now they um, just now they just uh ordered a, a federal judge just ordered uh the other day um to release all all recordings from that night from the raid that happened with uh brianna taylor um so we'll see if we if we're going to be catching up some steam here but it's the fact that you know they did all this you, you change laws say again march when did this happen march february when did brianna taylor get murdered uh what this is now that was i believe in march and here we are uh now in now in august 
um, I was finna say August about over with, but not really, but 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 really, August about over with, and here we are, we still playing <laughs> around with with the Yeah, like, what we <laughs> the first week of the month, <laughs> Yeah, hey, I, hey, we in both of them. I'm just saying that it just feels like it, it, it feels like they really playing around, and it feels like oh, it, it really feels like the priorities we're talking about banning TikTok, and we still got people, we still got police officers out here that's suing, that's suing people for for killing people. Like, yeah, man, that's Priority. that's all, and that's why I made that video. I made a video on TikTok, and the voiceover was from Buzz Life, and he was like, "Are you calling me stupid?" And the person was like, "No, like <laughs> that's literally how that's how America." Like, you know, the justice system looks at black people. It's just like, hey, calm down. We we're gonna get to you. Maybe never. But we Maybe don't. never. Just like there's a guy still serving a life sentence right now. I just read this is in the news because he went up for an appeal. Um, twenty years ago in nineteen I think they say nineteen seventy six, he went to jail for stealing some hedge clippers and uh -huh. they gave him life. Pause, pause, pause. Damn. <laughs> Dad, do the math, bro. Twenty Hold years on. ago. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just telling you what they said. They said something like that. <laughs> they said oh, twenty years ago was two thousand, bro. Hold on. Oh, maybe he was born in '76. I think that's probably what it was. Something like that. He's oh my in, god. <laughs> he's been in prison for like twenty years or something like that, right? But. For stealing some hedge clippers. <laughs> Woo, boy. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> you know we hey, get sure old. Hey, hey, make sure y'all like the hey, hey, make sure y'all like the stream. Make sure y'all do that. <laughs> you, like get, the you are getting old, bro. You getting old, bro. Yeah, bro. That hey. Wait, he said about Woo. 20 years ago. I'm like 2000. Hey. <laughs> you like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you look, but my man went to jail for stealing some hedge clippers. They gave my man life. He went up for <laughs> parole, and now they denied him, and they still gave him, they upheld his life sentence for stealing some hedge clippers. Bro, so, hedge clippers? Some hedge clippers. So it, it, it always shows that we always- Wait, what state is this? Huh? What state is this? Uh, I forgot where it was at. I think in, somewhere in Georgia or South Carolina, oh, or something like that. South. Of course, the South. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know it. Um, because I'm telling you, it was it, it was a while ago. You know, yeah, I had my math, had my math kind of mixed up, but um, a little bit. Yeah, he was um, his name is Fair, Fair, Fair. Hold on, y'all, y'all get me up here, all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, Fair, Fair Wayne Bryant of uh, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. See, I'm telling you, I did my homework. Um, Fair Wayne Bryant of Sh uh, uh, Shreveport. Louisiana. This was about two days ago. He had his um his 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 hearing. Yeah. And they upheld the Supreme Court held his upheld his sentence of stealing some hedge clippers. So he's still serving a life sentence. They and they said the Supreme Court said that that's a fair sentence. So, that's a fair sentence. He didn't murder anybody. He didn't rape anybody. So didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. He was thirty eight years old at the time. He is. He was 38 at the time. He is now 62, and they still want him to serve a life sentence for some hedge clippers. So, bro, your math is all messed up. He's, he's even there, in there for more than 20 years so far. It's like 30 something years. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said I think 
Hey, man. Hey, bro. <laughs> okay. It's We're because done. C, it says that's Mr. Bryant crazy, has already bro. spent tw nearly 23 years in prison. I'm guessing that's just his prison time, the, the prison. 23, 20 years of prison time. 23 yeah. years of prison. He's he's now over 60 years old. So this man has been in prison that long for, for some hedge clippers. Definitely, definitely wild. Uh, Miss Polly Nubian, uh, another question for you. What is your favorite TikTok? Who who what has been your favorite TikTok um that you've done out of um, all of them? Favorite favorite TikTok. What if you if you had to do your 30 minute your 30 seconds of fame right now to to anybody out there watching right now and or who's going to hear this, what would you say you got to watch this video right here? What video would that be? Oh, that's tough. Ugh. I'd have to say that, man. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I already know. Take your I, time. <laughs> Take your time. Holly Nubian, TikTok sensation. What video would you say is the video you got to watch in order to, to you, you're trying to secure followers right now. What's that right there? You got to watch this video. What video is that? It'll have to be my Kevin Hart miss green classroom video my mama told me to tell you that video that would have to be i can't lie that one is pretty dope um any of my kevin hart ones are my favorite ones because i don't know it's kevin hart's voice like it's funny like Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that one would be that Especially one. Would be, if you can get the mannerisms and all of that other stuff. Yes. Um, I don't know. That 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 one that that's tough. Um, probably my uh, money talks video where you you know they grab me all they grab me like this. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That one's a good one too. So we got. Um, so we got money talks and Kevin Hart is is your is your can't miss oh, right yeah. now. Every single Kevin Hart and um TikTok and definitely my 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 uh Chris Tucker money you know talk. You, you should um, make a Kevin Hart uh compilation and throw it on YouTube. I think that's what I'm gonna do. That that would be a that that's a good idea. Yep, for sure. Throw that, that yep. thing on YouTube, throw that thing on Twitter. Throw that thing on Instagram. That yeah. way you getting all you getting, you know, it's the marketing genius. Like you gotta be you the one thing I learned from running this pod, this podcast here is you can never stop marketing. Like like you always have to be marketing. I got stuff set up on my phone right now of the podcast that basically gives me two clips every day of something to post. It just automatically clips something for me from all the shows we've done and it gives me something to post because marketing, you have to have something like that's the, that's the biggest thing to stay relevant in, 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 in today's culture is yeah. staying relevant because you don't, you miss posting for one day and people act like you fell off the face of the earth. Like, like they don't even know you no more, you know? Yeah. So it's like the consistency. You I think that's that. the, that's the, that's the hardest part for me. Um, yeah, you know, the it's not the consistency is really not the hardest part. It's is when you're doing the podcast and then you then you're trying to market over here, then you're trying to reach out to people for interviews, and then you're trying to 
you know, you're trying, you, you're having production meetings and you're doing, doing all this other stuff. And I think it, cause you got to think these big podcasts like Joe Rogan and, you know, all these big, bigger podcasts, Lil Wayne, all Lil Wayne got to do is show up, smoke his weed and, and talk. You know, he don't got to worry about production. He don't worry about, you know, basically you just got to worry about what he's doing. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Apple's that music promotes that. for him. So I, I, I think. Mm hmm. That's, what's the um, what's the hardest part for you about this social media thing? And it'd be that like pushing and promoting myself because I don't I don't you know what I mean. I get stuck in that. I'll post it up and I'm like, damn, it's only like it's been up for four hours. I only got like four hundred views. Like, what's going on? And then I'm like, where do I push it? Like, do I push it on Twitter? Do I do I do another like go like my post, go check it out? Like, what do I do? But I'm also that person like. I need to get over that whole, like, you're doing too much. Because it's social media, so you have to do too much. You know what I mean? Like, you yep. have to push yourself too much. You have to because I don't have a team yet to do that. Um, but, yeah, just staying on myself and not being too in my head. Because I do get in my head and I'm like, you need to stop, Dad. You need to stop. you got to put yourself because nobody else is going to right now. So you gotta you got to put yourself out there. And you know, try to network the right way consistently and aggressively. So that's my thing. Is but I like I said, I get in my head and I'm like, we well, already know it on all the platforms. I think that's cool. I think that's enough. It'll catch. It'll catch. And it's like it don't catch. It ain't caught, nigga. Like it's not there. So that's probably my yeah, biggest. But thing. you gotta keep pushing. We always talk about Mark. Me and him. This is someone like a lot of the conversations we always have is about how do we push this to more people? Like that's always one of the biggest, the biggest thing that, that we always talk about. Like, like never being satisfied. Like, yeah, like we getting engagement. Yeah, we doing that, but all we gonna push, how we gonna push. So um, I think I think the marketing is one of the biggest, if not the most important uh thing in your social media career, you know, uh, marketing. Dano, you want to, um, you want to, uh, give another question, but before we get out of here, uh, <laughs> I don't really, I think I ran out of questions, bro. I asked a lot of questions. Um, he did some good questions too. This is, I don't be feeling like I'm prepared. I'd be like, um, and this is why yeah, cause that's cause he was take, that's cause he, he didn't follow suit and he was just asking three questions at one time. <laughs> like, hey, but um, one one last question before we get out of here, though. Uh, what happened? Oh, nothing. Nothing. What happened? Nothing. No. <laughs> all right. One one last question before we get out of here. Um, who would you who would you most likely want to um to work with? What if you had if you had your choice right now? What comedian, what actor, actress would you want to work with right now? If you had a chance. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> it'd be Jamie Foxx or it'd be Kevin Hart. Why Jamie? I just, I want to learn. I'd want to, he'd be tired of me. Like, We'd be working, and then on the sideline, I'd be like, "I need all, I need all the tips. 
I mean, Jamie Foxx did take over the game for a while. But it would, I would say Kevin Hart, but you know, I don't, I don't know if I would be, you know, able to. I think I'd be too nervous to work because Kevin is like a, that's a mogul, and I'm not saying Jamie isn't, but Jamie is more of like an artist, you know. And I feel like with Kevin, it'd be like, I'd I'd be mogul shocked. Like he's a mogul. I wouldn't even. I don't need to work. I just want to be a fly on the wall, just to find out what he's doing. But it, it'd be out of those two, it'd be probably Jamie because he's well well rounded. And I know when I pursue this this acting thing, I want to be well rounded. Even though everybody knows me as a clown, I want to be. You know, I want to be able to do a biopic on somebody and people forget that it's Polly Nubian playing them and it's the actual person. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when Jamie Foxx did Ray, I didn't see Jamie Foxx. I saw Ray. So that's 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 one of them. Those are some bad choices, though, I, especially Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is actually my my favorite comedian at the time. But uh, yeah. that's going to be it for for the interview. A, I want to appreciate you for coming on to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. Take your time you. out of your busy day. I know I'm about 30 minutes. We done been over uh, about 25, 26 minutes. Uh, but I want to appreciate you for coming on to the show. You got anything you want to plug before you before you get off? Do your thing. Um. Well, before I get off, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to see this. I don't do many video podcasts. But if you're wondering about my skin, you guys should go check out Pureness uh, Natural Body Care on Instagram. Um, that's the products that I use. Go check them out. She makes them. It's vegan, organic based. Go do that. Other than that, <laughs> positive. Stay positive and keep it pushing. That's all I got. <laughs> Pilot. Pilot. Poly Nubian on IG, Twitter, um, TikTok, all of that. Make sure you guys go. I appreciate you for, for doing the show. Thank you for taking time out. Thanks for having me, guys. All righty. We're going to appreciate um, Poly for coming to the show. Man, I. I think that was a pretty good interview. Um, think, um, what you thinking, Dano? We got stuff to get into, too, with ourselves over here. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm not lagging, right? Bro, you're lagging up for some reason now. Huh? You're lagging up. You started lagging up. 